This is the Ag Queen Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. This podcast explores the agriculture industry with the movers and shakers of those who are shaping it. And today, my featured guest is Charlotte Halverson. She is the clinical director for AgriSafe. We'll talk more about what the AgriSafe network is in this interview. But Charlotte, let's start off by learning a little bit more about you. I would be happy to do that. I live and work in eastern Iowa, so we are a virtual network, as you've probably figured out, with AgriSafe, and I am here. I was one of the original nurses that began the AgriSafe concept and program several years ago, and it grew from a group of Iowa nurses into being a national program, and we are excited about it because we feel that we've really met a need in the rural agricultural communities across the country, not just in Midwestern farming, but we incorporate ranching and all things agriculture. So we felt, we just really felt that there was a real need, a need to do that. And it's been received quite well from agribusiness to producers, to educators, and healthcare providers. How long has AgriSafe been in existence? We actually started the concept in the early 1990s here in Iowa. It has been AgriSafe Network as a national organization since 2003. So you were doing the virtual visits and telehealth type services even before it became a big thing with the onset of COVID then? That's right. It was really not very difficult for us as a staff to make that switch because we've been doing it all along. It was difficult from the standpoint of a lot of the organizations and groups that we worked with and wanted to spend time with weren't. And it really cut down on our ability to meet with you know, larger groups, uh, that, that sort of thing, and to be able to uh, interact with, we all like, we, we're, we're very much a wanting to interact with people kind of an organization. So we, we do miss that. We do miss that. But as far as our day-to-day work and the way that we operate, it really was not a big shift. So we were fortunate. If I understand how this works, people become members of the AgriSafe network, and then they can pick and choose amongst the different specialized services that you have to offer. Is that right? Absolutely. Uh, AgriSafe membership is is an overall membership, but there are a lot of things that are available to you if you're not a member. In fact, if you want to go in and kind of try it on for size, so to speak, that's certainly a, a possibility. What we do need is if someone wants to go in and look at some of the programs or participate in some of them, is they need to register with a profile, not necessarily a membership, but a profile. So we just have a, a log of that. In other words, it's kind of your name and, and where your your email and, and some of that very brief information. And then if you really want to be um, more involved in what's going on with AgriSafe, membership is available. But we recommend people go in and kind of um, hunt around a little bit. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for some of those answers to those questions about AgriSafe in general. Your expertise, once we once again, we go back into the clinical field. And when we're putting this interview together, specifically, we kind of, the person I was working with, 
uh, told me you have a lot of expertise and there's a lot of uh, work going on in the mental health side of things in agriculture. What are some of the trends, some of the things that are coming up in your world with regard to mental health and agriculturalists? Mental health has been a really big part of what AgriSafe has been involved in for quite a while. And we do have, I'm one of three nurses on staff. And we have a nurse that has a large background in mental health and has been doing a tremendous amount of work and brings her expertise in that field as well. We have um, nurses and other people on staff that have said, you know, this has really been an issue and what are we doing about it? So we took kind of a deep dive into that particular area in the last few years because we know that rural health, mental health services sometimes are really hard to come by. Be that because of geographic distance, uh, maybe it has to do more with not knowing what's out there, and maybe it has to do with some of the myths and the concepts around the issues of mental health. But we know that so many of these issues around depression, anxiety, and unfortunately death by suicide have a higher percentage rate in rural communities than they do in urban communities. It doesn't mean that the numbers are higher necessarily, but the percentage rates per population certainly are in a large number of our rural communities across the country. And what is that being attributed to? It could be attributed to a lot of things. We know that a lot of our folks in agriculture have a lot of pride in what they do. And when something goes wrong that's beyond their control, has to do with economics and prices and all of these things, they feel a tremendous amount of guilt. And we are working really hard to have them understand that there are things that are out of their control. We have a lot of, one of the populations that we're very concerned about right now uh, is the population of military veterans coming back into agricultural communities and bringing with them some of the things that they carry internally from their experiences in, in, in war and some of the things that some of these people have been experiencing in deployments and trying to fit back into a community that truly doesn't understand what they've been doing. And they want to get back into agriculture, but sometimes they just feel like there are some emotional barriers, um, financial barriers, community understanding barriers. And we're working really hard with that population in particular. Uh, We have a whole series of things on veterans returning and hoping that that they will, will take advantage of it and understand that there are folks out here to help them and particularly getting them into and used to telehealth. We know that telehealth has been a huge benefit in the agricultural health operations, especially since COVID hit. And we found that this is a real need. So a lot of our communities have been able to get things into telehealth care that weren't there before. Charlotte, based on the services that you provide, what makes AgriSafe different in how you do it and how you provide healthcare services to the rural communities? We do a lot of our stuff is done by webinar. And we bring in um, people that have a lot of expertise in their various areas in brain health, in in mental health, to do webinars. And we have, there's several, if you go on our AgriSafe website and go down the list, you'll see that there are a lot of them there. We don't pretend to have 
a lot of expertise in every area. And we know that there are people out there that know more than we do about a lot of things. And we are glad for that. And we've been very fortunate that we've had a lot of these providers have said, yes, I would love to do a webinar or participate as a panel in a webinar and keeping the focus on these rural communities and coming in with an understanding of what it means to be agricultural and rural in the United States. Are you finding that it's a challenge to get agriculturalists to seek mental help? Yes, it's getting better though. Uh, I will say we feel that it has improved, that the idea of brain health, of getting that from the neck up checkup kind of uh, notion out there has become much more acceptable. Um, We still have a long way to go with it. We recognize that. And we know that a lot of our workers in agriculture that are experiencing some of these symptoms that we want to be helping them with may not, for instance, look at English as their first language. A lot of our workers are, are not very fluent in English. They're great workers. They do a phenomenal job, but that just doesn't happen to be where their, their comfort level is. Are you able to offer Spanish speaking services? We do. And We are in the process right now of taking some of our webinars and having them translated into Spanish. It is not a complete job yet. We're not finished with it. We are just really scratching the surface. We have some of them done. Some of them are for mental health. Some of them are along some of the other areas of health and safety that we deal with in agriculture all the time. Do you find there's a difference between men and women and even age groups when it comes to the people who are proactive in seeking mental health help? Yes. But again, that that it's shifting. Typically, it has been the um, women in agriculture that kind of open up to this concept of it's okay to ask for help first. And they kind of bring that home to their family, to their spouses, to their kids, to their community. We are finding that some of the younger men are more open to it than some of the older gentlemen. But that too is changing a little bit. And I think as we pick away and chop away at that acceptance of brain health being Just the same as if you had something going on with your kidneys or a broken bone or those kinds of issues that sometimes our our brain needs a little checkup as well, that it's okay, you know, that this this works. And we found that we've had some people in some of the communities have said, you know, I will help you get this word out. I will help you spread this word. And some of our Farm organizations have been wonderful as far as saying, will you help us with this? And they have been looking at doing, we do some programs with things like uh, QPR. Uh, We have two of our nurses uh, do these programs, our presenters, and they've been very well received. And just the notion of if you don't be afraid to step out and say, are you okay? Can I help you with something? And that that message alone has been a big help in the communities. I see there is a place on your website under current projects that says Agri-Stress Response Network. Is that one in the same of what we're talking about as far as services? 
it's a new program that is just rolling out through AgriSafe right now. And uh, Dr. Tara Haskins and uh, Lindy Emanuel are nurses that are really spearheading that program. You would probably have, get a really nice bit of information from talking with them. And Dr. Tara Haskins would be a really great person for you to talk to when you have some time. I will. And but what is that? What is different about that program compared to what you're it's already been, doing? It's it's been it's a it's a way of taking the things that we do and put them into a a more of a formal program, and be operating. <clears throat> excuse me, through some of the. Uh, some of the states uh, that we've been working very closely with a lot of the southeastern states is where it's kind of starting and then spreading out from there. Charlotte, I know that you work beyond just the mental health side of things. You have some other expertise, but I also know that you do some curriculum development. Let's talk about that. I do a lot of work with um, AgriSafe related businesses, corporations, individuals, and so forth. But one of my particular areas that I'm responsible for is a program development for healthcare providers. And one of the programs that comes under that particular heading uh, is the Nurse Scholar Program. You've heard anything about that? I have not. Okay. Uh, Nurse Scholar Program is in its fourth year, and we provide 20 hours of continuing education for nurses in rural communities. We do have some scholarship uh, assistance available for some of these nurses. We still have some seats left in that. But the 20 hours is all online, on demand, for nurses that are working crazy hours in agriculture, in their farming community. Sometimes they're operators of farming operations themselves. The uh, program was developed because we understand that a lot of nurses that go out working uh, in clinics, hospitals, schools, in rural communities, maybe don't have a background in agriculture. And there's a certain kind of lingo, if you will, that you use in agricultural communities, that when you live in rural communities, you think everybody understands, but they don't. And there are a lot of the um, exposures in agriculture um, can set you up for some specific injuries, diseases that are just happen because you're working around animals, large machinery, weather conditions, all of those sorts of things. Um, one of them would be uh, grain dust exposure, for example, and the respiratory issues that have become chronic respiratory issues for a lot of our farmers and become very debilitating. Some of the other things that we see are some of the animal-borne diseases that people can pick up because they're working so closely with animals every day. And how do we look at those symptoms? And how do you know what people are coming in with? How to pick up on that? And so we have classes that cover injuries, they cover mental health. We have two of our programs are specific on mental health. We talk about young people, we talk about older adults, we talk about some of the issues that women experience working in agriculture. All across the board, hearing, respiratory issues, and the uh, continuing education is uh, accredited through what they call ANCC, the American Nurses Credentialing Center, which means that it's accepted in every state. So that's been a big boost to us. And it's been a very popular program. 
And we encourage nurses to take part in it and to go on and ask us about how to get involved and how to register for it. I did develop the first one, but we've got a whole team. Nothing that we do in AgriSafe is an individual. We're, we're no individual sports here. We're team sports all the way. And we have the presenters are experts in their field from across the country. We have nurses that are educators. We have veterinarians, we have physicians, we have industrial hygiene people uh, all participating. So they get, it isn't just one or two people teaching all 20 hours of this, but it is, you can go online and you can do it at three o'clock in the morning if that's what you want to do. So we, um, we encourage people to do it at their own speed. And we usually spend about a year. This program right now is running we opened it in March and it will close in March and the next March we'll open the 2022. But they are welcome to jump in and start anytime they want. And again, you've been listening to Charlotte Halverson. She is the clinical director for the AgriSafe Network. For more information, you can log on to agrisafe.org. That does it for today's edition of the Ag Queen podcast. I'm your host, Lori Boyer.